Hi there. Welcome to Explain This, a podcast where we try to explain complex things in simpler ways for people of all ages. I'm your host Jen Kim, and today we'll talk about optimistic nihilism and the meaning of life, or the lack of it. Let's get started. What is the meaning of life? This is a question human beings have been asking for millennia. Countless authors, poets, philosophers, scientists, and your average Joes and Josettes have wondered why we're here and what purpose do we have. But another way to ask the same question is, is there a meaning to life? Does anything we do in life matter? This thought is the basis of the school of philosophy known as nihilism. Nihil meaning nothing in Latin. Nihilism suggests that life, knowledge, existence, and even the universe are all meaningless. Nothing matters. Nothing is valuable. Nothing is worth anything. So it's all just futile and you should just give up because really it's meaningless to fight against it. I mean, think about it. We know that we all die in the end one way or another. Everything passes eventually, whether it's the happiest day of your life or the worst thing that has ever happened to you. Even the universe that seems to have an infinite lifetime will eventually undergo heat death meaning that whatever we achieve and accomplish, it will all fade away in the end to tepid dust. So in the grand scheme of things, our lives are a mere blip in the history of the universe. Even humanity as a whole. If we took the history of the entire Earth and condensed it to 24 hours, then the time modern humans have existed would be less than a second. And imagine that your life is less than 0.1% long of that time. So how could you possibly achieve anything of significance in that short of a time? And even if you did, our world is among a vast, unfathomable universe full of a quadrillion stars. No, seriously, that's one with 24 zeros after it. It kind of puts things in perspective, doesn't it? All those little squabbles like who gets the last chip in the bag, or who gets to ride shotgun in the car, or who you end up dating and marrying, or whether you're going to have kids or not, or even who wins the presidential election. All of these don't seem to be relevant against the redonkulously grand backdrop of the universe. The bottom line is, we are not special and we are not meaningful. But that's okay, because literally nothing matters in the world of nihilism. So if there's no meaning to life, then what's the point of living? This all sounds horribly depressing. Well, fortunately, there is an antidote to this bleak existential angst, and that's called optimistic nihilism. Funnily enough, as philosophical as it sounds, optimistic nihilism is one of those concepts where I probably don't need to do an ELI 5 for, so we'll conveniently skip that section this week. Okay, so we've briefly talked about nihilism and how everything in life is meaningless. So how can any form of nihilism be optimistic? This all sounds very pessimistic and depressing to me. Well, simply put, optimistic nihilism goes like this. We've just talked about how nothing matters in life, not even life itself, right? Whatever we achieve will crumble away to dust eventually, or be too small or insignificant in the grand scheme of things. There's no reason you should fight to seek the meaning of life. But another way to frame this is that since there is no meaning of life and nothing matters, you're kind of free to do whatever you want. Since you have no celestial chosen purpose, no one can judge you for doing what you want to do. One interpretation of that is classic nihilism, where you roll on your back and give up on life because everything is meaningless. But the other way to see it is that you have a free pass. You've been gifted almost a century of time to create your own meaning of life. To do things that you enjoy. 
to explore this tiny yet vast, wonderful world and learn all the little secrets it contains. Because you don't have some main quest you need to follow, you can choose to enjoy the sunshine and cool breeze on a park bench while you read. You can travel and learn and eat all the things. You can read all the books and explore worlds that you can only dream of. You can connect with people, whether it be chatting about memes over coffee, or discussing your simple pleasures and the things that make you feel super vulnerable and insecure. That's kind of the beauty of life, you get to enjoy these simple pleasures. And that's the fundamental of optimistic nihilism. Life is meaningless, and the world can be a really sucky place. So you might as well enjoy the things you like and live your life in a way that's meaningful to you. Whether it be enjoying simple pleasures like delicious food, finding fulfillment through creativity and productivity, or just choosing to surround yourself with awesome people and growing to become an awesome person yourself, just live life the way you like it, as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else around you. Because if there's no reason for living, we might as well create our own reason for living, right? This has been a long-time life philosophy for me, even before I learned that it was an actual school of thought. I used to call it optimistic pessimism, because I'd say to people who called me an optimist, well, the world and life are pretty much full of suck. So why not look on the bright side and enjoy the good things instead? There's no point wallowing on all the bad stuff, that's not going to go away, so I'm going to choose to focus on the good stuff. And much later on, I came across the YouTube channel Kurtzkazat, and they made a video about optimistic nihilism, and that's when I realized there were actually whole schools of philosophers who thought the same way. I think it's also the reason why I've always been grateful about simple pleasures. Like sunsets. Even if I had a terrible day at work, like being involved in some really traumatic, depressing cases, if I saw a beautiful sunset at the end of the day, it felt like it alleviated some of the suckiness of the day. I mean, like I said before, there's not much we can do to prevent all the horrible things that happen in the world and to us, but we can choose to look at and enjoy the good things in life, to remind ourselves why we wake up in the morning and go to work and see people. So that was a lot of heavy stuff, so let's take a short break. And afterwards, we'll talk more about how you can apply optimistic nihilism to your own life. Welcome back. So let's talk more about optimistic nihilism. How the hell can we be optimistic about anything if nothing we do matters? The issue with nihilism is that it invokes such existential dread. And nihilism doesn't even care that it's making you hug your knees and gently rock yourself back and forth in the corner with a thousand yard stare. What a jerk. But seriously, it's hard to motivate yourself to do anything when you see the world through a nihilistic lens. What's the point of going to work? Whatever you create or achieve at work is meaningless in the face of the greatness produced in the world overall. Who cares if you earn lots of money? You'll either die before you get to spend all of it, or whatever you buy will be meaningless because it is impermanent. There's no point in finding love or starting a family, because everyone you care about will eventually die. It's easy to get trapped in this mindset and be paralyzed by the powerlessness of it all. How are you even supposed to get out of bed? Well, like we talked about before, just because life is meaningless doesn't mean you have to live that way. If anything, you can flip nihilism on its head with optimistic nihilism. If there's no purpose in life, it means that you get to decide how to live your life. You have agency and choice, so you might as well make choices that let you have fun and be happy, right? It means you don't have to take life too seriously. Being hyper-competitive and burning the midnight oil just to be the top of your class or earn the most amount of money possible. It means no one can define what a successful life is, or what you have to do to be happy you get to define what success and happiness is for your own life. 
because apparently there's no pre-written destiny or meaning for you. Isn't that exciting? It shows that there are really two sides to everything. On one hand, you can see life as a blank paper with no directions or plans, so you feel lost and powerless. But on the other hand, you could see it as a blank canvas that you can paint however you want, just the way you like it. This is exactly the kind of thinking that optimistic nihilism teaches us to better deal with strife in life. You see, optimistic nihilism is what you might call a reframing. This is when you see things from a different point of view, or change your mindset. It's the whole glass being half empty versus half full sort of thing. There's a lovely Persian poem that tells the story of a powerful emperor who ruled the Persian Empire. It is said that the emperor ordered a group of wise men to make a ring that would make him happy when he is sad and make him sad when he is happy. Sounds like a prank, but the wise men weren't called the wise men for no reason. After a period of pondering and deliberation, they finally came up with a clever solution so that the emperor can flip his mood from happy to sad and sad to happy just by looking at the ring. They presented a very simple looking ring to the emperor. I'm sure the emperor would have been like, bro, get this basic ring out of here. But when he looked at the ring carefully, he saw that it had an inscription etched onto its side. It said, this too shall pass. Ugh, I love that story. Reminds me that no matter how stressed I am or how much of a crisis I think I'm in, it grounds me and reminds me that in the grand scheme of things, everything will eventually be okay. It also reminds me to be grateful when I'm feeling super elated and excited, because I know that even the best moments pass eventually like a beautiful sunset. So we might as well enjoy it while it lasts. Because you know, at the end of the day, we're all gonna die. This is the heart of optimistic nihilism. Knowing that everything in life is transitory and impermanent, so the only meaning and value that you can find are the ones you assign in the moment. So you would be mighty foolish to squander that opportunity. As hard as it will be during tough times, instead of wallowing in self-pity and despair, focus on the things that bring you joy, the things that you are grateful to have, and the things that you are excited for. Because in a strange way, something as bleak and hopeless as nihilism can bring us solace and reassurance, as long as we choose to see it through an optimistic lens. Who knew that knowledge of the inevitable coming of death will be a comforting thought for anyone? If the topic of optimistic nihilism has piqued your interest, there are two schools of philosophy you should read more about that's very closely related. Bit of a disclaimer first though that I'm not a philosopher, so you should really read more about these different schools of philosophy to get a better appreciation for what they actually involve, because everything I'm talking about is a gross simplification. So with that disclaimer out of the way, here's a little bit of crash course philosophy. Now the first school of thought is existentialism, which, in the most basic terms, is a school of philosophy that states that life has no intrinsic meaning, so you need to create your own meaning through action. This is probably the closest actual philosophical system that describes optimistic nihilism, which isn't really a recognized philosophical school, except there is a little bit less optimism involved than what we've been talking about. Essentially, they talk about how you must create meaning, because otherwise your life is meaningless, which is a little bit different to our view that you, know, you might as well create meaning. Now the second school is another closely related school of thought called absurdism. Absurdism also states that life is meaningless, but at the same time, people want to find meaning in life. Look around you, everyone's looking for some kind of purpose or some reason to wake up in the morning and go to work. This seems like an absurd juxtaposition, so they just call it, quote unquote, the absurd. 
Now, where existentialists say we need to create and find our own meaning, absurdists say we should embrace the absurdity of life and just focus on living happily and contently. Imagine Sisyphus from the Greek mythology, who's punished to an eternity of rolling a boulder up a hill, only to see it roll down the other side, and then repeating it ad nauseum for the rest of his eternal life. Sure, Sisyphus could lament that life has no meaning, pushing a rock up a hill to no fruition, or he could be an absurdist and just accept that there's nothing good about it, and he might as well go with the flow. Maybe he uses that extra time to listen to some great podcasts and audiobooks, or something like that. As absurd as it sounds, we can choose to accept situations that we cannot change, so that we suffer less. It's kind of the basis of the serenity prayer as well. You choose to change the things you can, but at the same time you have to learn to accept the things you can't change. Because as philosopher Albert Camus said, you will never be happy if you continue to search for what happiness consists of. You will never live if you are looking for the meaning of life. This brings us back to the question of... If life has no meaning, then what's the point of life? Well, the point of life is to live it. That's it, folks. Now, obviously, this podcast is all about explaining complex concepts in a simple way, not teaching you how to live. I feel like anyone who speaks of a life philosophy or how to live life should always preface or at least end with the sentiment that there is no one truth for everyone. It's not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. There are simply different viewpoints and styles and ways of thinking. It's like trying on different clothes and seeing what fits you better. That's the point of learning and reading and conversing and thinking. It's to expand your horizons and see things from different shoes and find what works best for you so that you can live a happy and content life. Optimistic nihilism is not the best way to live life, but it certainly made me happy and content with how I navigate my way through life. It lets me endure hardships better and enjoy the pleasures of life more vibrantly whether it be a gorgeous sunset, or a delicious burger, or connecting with truly amazing people in my life. So, even if you don't fully agree with this way of living, I hope you can take some things away from it to add to your life. Whether it be the thought that we're all going to end up as piles of dust, so you might as well be kind to people along the way. Or, how to reframe a situation to flip the script and own the narrative. There's always something to take away. Alright, so what did we learn today? We learned that in the grand scheme of things, whether it be time, space, or the vast complex world we live in, our lives and everything we do are ultimately meaningless, or at least in the eyes of a nihilist. However, we learned that just because life is meaningless, doesn't mean we can't find our own meaning and purpose and values amongst this bleak, hopeless mess. We learned that if the world is meaningless and sucky, then we might as well enjoy life and be grateful for the good things that we do come across, as long as we're not hurting other people or ourselves. We learned that we can reframe how we see the world, from hopelessness and despair and feeling lost, to being the agent of your own change, to having free reign over your life, to live life your own way. Lastly, we learned that the meaning of life is whatever the hell we want it to be. So go out there and live your life the way you want. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Explain This. I hope you've learned something interesting and maybe even useful today. And hopefully, you have a bit more of an optimistic outlook on life rather than nihilistic, depressing, and giving up on life. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Explain This was written and hosted by me, Jin Kim, 
If you'd like to suggest a topic or just send a lovely message, you can email me at explainthiscast at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook or Twitter. 